bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Welcome back to the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Matty Ice, Ben Porman behind the glass taking care of us. Uh, got all sorts of stuff for you tonight on the airwaves. 630 over on Double T 97.3. It is game three of the World Series. We have a split after the weekend. It's officially a best of five. It's like the first two games didn't even happen. Is that how that works? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No, because you would not want to uh, forget the uh, emotional and just incredible Game 1 win. You would like to forget Game 2. Um, Rangers at Diamondbacks. The series goes to Arizona. Again, 630 over on Double T 97.3. Scherzer on the mound for Texas. Brandon Fott on the mound for the D-backs. 7 o'clock here on the score. It is the high school fan zone. Uh... It is the final regular season week for high school football. Coronado at 7, Estacado at 7.30. Following that, you'll join In Progress Monday Night Football. The Raiders at the Lions. <clears throat> Go Lions. How do, how, do you, how do you feel about Game 3 for the World Series? I, it, you, I won't say snuck, but you had a surprise ending to Game 1. No, yeah, I mean it, it. Arizona was yeah, winning sure. that game, and then man, game two, back to your words, you'd like to forget. Yeah. So how do you feel about game three? You know, it's I I don't. Maybe others would. I don't label it as like a a must must win or like this is the signature game in the series or anything like that. But you certainly would like to uh, not let the Diamondbacks kind of build that back to back win momentum especially now that you've gone back to Arizona. Um, I think you are out of the the rust factor for Scherzer. And so now that he's got a couple of playoff games coming back from injury, back under you know un, under his belt, um, I'm still not expecting just an incredibly long outing from him. Um, but I think, you know, as you've seen offensively through the first two games of the series, it sure would help to get a, a really good outing on the mound from him. Um, and, you know, it's it's been the Rangers' tendency to... Now, the playoffs are, you know, outliers, so maybe it's maybe maybe this is a, kind of an all-for-not statement. But when you look back at the regular season, it's like it was all or nothing is what it felt like at times for the offense. And even though you won game one, I mean, it was like scratching and clawing to stay in position. It's still tough as nails. Uh, incredible chutzpah from Corey Seager. Okay. And then you get the, uh, you know, of course, awesome walk-off moment. But it was uh, kind of like holding your breath offensively the entire yes. game, trying to find something felt real flat, and you do get that. And then Adolis walks it off. And then it, it felt like everything I was thinking about, you know, like innings like three through eight was the entire game yeah. yesterday. Now... I mean, they had a really good outing on the mound. You're going to face a different arm tonight. It's not going to be that every single time, and you could pick it up, and you could do tonight exactly what they did to you in game two, right? You could just you could go out and just hammer the ball tonight. Um, but I, I would lean towards you sure could use a really effective start from Scherzer. Yeah. Do you, do you come into this game plan with a coaching decision of like, hey, let's forget about that. It's 0-0. Let's – move forward i mean because it, it it's think, it feels that arizona has the momentum mm-hmm. even losing game one the you can go in there and, and you at that game say we had it we had that uh-huh. and then game two and you let all the air out of the rangers <laughs> balloon I, is just you know i think you have to go in with that like mentality and, right and because just say let's yeah, because I mean, you're you're on the championship stage and if you're putting like extra pressure there's already pressure on you right of course, of course. i mean it's this is your regardless of what happens. This is your last series of the year, um, and as as fantastic and kind of magical feeling of a year and certainly a postseason that it's been. If you're putting extra weight on yourself, I mean, you're kind of asking yourself yeah. to crack, right? 
Yep. So I think that's the way you have to look at it. It's like, hey, we just got to go. You got to win three more games. Three more games, and you have five chances to go do no, that. No cliche, one game at a time. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, if you're sitting there going, like, we have to win. <laughs> we have to win tonight, <laughs> like, yeah. from a clubhouse. You can do that as a fan, but if you're doing that in the clubhouse, I mean, setting yourself up for extra factors that don't really need to be there, right? Yeah. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can hit us up there as well from Tyler. Congrats on the blue chicken win, Clint. It's almost Pilgrim Bird Shoe Month. <laughs> this on the uh, chat line, Clint. I've never rooted so hard for Jayhawk football as I did Saturday. Uh, well, not since KU got robbed in the Caleb Williams game. That was uh, yeah, last time they were in there in Lawrence. Yeah. That was a little frustrating. Yeah, how about that? The... Uh, Big 12 just kind of hammering down that they are such a wild, unpredictable conference, right? Um, and it felt like, and I think, you know, Jamie and I have had this conversation a couple of times, but I think this conversation has been had a bunch through all of the shows between 100.7, the score, and double T97.3. Feels like, hey, you are on a, an unstoppable collision course of a disgusting Oklahoma versus Texas Big 12 championship, right? And that could still happen. Don't get don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. That, that that could still happen. Um, but you were looking at Oklahoma's schedule, right? And how many times a well, it's so so easy on the back end, and it's like oh they 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 had the almost lost game against UCF where they essentially escape in Norman last week, right? And I was like, okay, well, I expected them to be just really focused. Um, And you know what? They they threw a lot of punches in that game. And this is where the Kansas program feels different than what it's been. And one of the many changes that's kind of been over there is now that they, they can take at least the first punch. And there was like seven punches thrown, but... As far as that collision course goes, man, now you have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State this week, and Oklahoma State's playing as good as anybody in the conference. I think I think Ollie Gordon may be the best offensive player in the conference, or at least should be in the discussion from what he's been the last month of football, and the Cowboys have kind of figured out, oh, we kind of need to feed this guy. Um, suddenly, that game is just huge. And would really make the conference feel as, as wide open as, as it kind of feels this late in the season. You get an Oklahoma State upset, and that just officially just conference turned on its head. Yeah, yeah. Five five teams sitting at four one three or two. I'm sorry, at three and two with uh, Kansas and West Virginia. Do you think yesterday's loss? Sorry, yesterday Saturday's loss to Oklahoma. Do you think that almost but closes the door on a Big Twelve team going to the playoffs? I do. I think it would take a it would take a meltdown. Because Texas at six now, I think OU is eight ish, nine ish. Dropped to ten. Right? Did they go to ten? Yeah, I thought they dropped to ten. Um, Eleven. Oh, there you go. So let's so, keep counting down. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> do you, do you Twelve. Th- yeah, Can I get a fourteen? <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I do because I, I think it's going to take a Florida State meltdown, um, to open that for. The Big Twelve champion, whoever that ends up being, um, because 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 the the Big Ten will have a seat, the SEC will clearly have a seat. Florida State, I think, will have uh, you know, ha- has the capability to get through the rest of the ACC undefeated. They've just played better and better, and then it feels like the the Pac twelve has a, a seat open, whether that's like a one loss Oregon team or an undefeated Washington team. It feels like as as kind of you know highly ranked and respected this year as the Pac-12 is which just feels so weird saying that um but I do think that they have you know two of the best teams in the country over there with Oregon and Washington um it, it feels like the Big 12 door is slammed shut and I'm not excited I'm, I'm not upset about it yeah. to be honest because who cares because the, the thought of them being in the playoff well, the thought going to be Oklahoma or Texas, of right? Just them two and specific teams being yeah. in there, right? Yeah. If it was anybody outside of Texas and OU, you'd be like, "Oh, it's not closed yet." At least I would. I, I like to see the Big Twelve. You know, as much as I despise TCU, 
last year, it was nice to see a Big 12 team represented in the college football playoffs and to have a, a good performance against Michigan and then to get shellacked against Georgia. So, <laughs> what a what a crazy playoff that was last year. We we're just like, you somehow beat Michigan. And then from like Georgia and Ohio, Georgia and Ohio State was the national championship game last year. That was a right? great. If game. you're being honest, yes, that felt like the because Oregon or Ohio State was so close to winning that game, and it felt like it would have been the exact same result. I still don't. I mean, I guess the the, the fake signals TCU was sending Min, minus the crazy. actual results. TCU was still the fourth best team after it's all said and done last yeah. year. <laughs> it's the bottom line. One hundred point seven. The score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score. Also 107thescore.com. We're live from the first United Bank studio. Clint Scott, Jamie Lent, Ben Porman behind the glass. Uh, we got this on the chat line, Jamie. I was there, can confirm, can also confirm the rat tail made an appearance. Oh, yeah. It's not a full show if you don't have the rat tail, right? Absolutely. Yeah, not mm-hmm. the full effect. Is it just a clip-on, or is it like uh, one of the Play-Doh things where we can just kind of press on your head and one shoots out real quick, and then when you're tired of it, you snip it? Well, it's kind of like a man bun. I just roll it up. <laughs> I'm not using it. <laughs> is that? Is it just me, or does it seem like that trend is going away a little bit? The man bun? Yeah. I feel like I've seen less and less. Like, I feel like it was one of those things that sparked up about five years ago, and I just saw them everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like maybe it's not as popular. Or maybe I'm just tuning it out at this point. It took Eminem's kill shot, his diss track against a Machine Gun Kelly, to take that out of trend. Oh, was he? I, I have I'm not heard it. Was he going after man buns with Machine Gun Kelly? How can you name yourself after a gun and have a man bun? Huh. One of the lines in that song. And then that killed it. Everyone just decided to cut him off. Like Machine a Gun samurai. Kelly had a man bun. He did. Yeah. I, I knew I that he so. made him go into like punk rock because he couldn't stay in rap after that, but that's all I knew about it. I, As a Buffalo Bills fan, I get so bothered by a rapper named Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. It was, it was Jim Kelly's nickname. Now it's uh, now it's a famous rapper, punk rock guy. And what do the two have in common? No Super Bowls. That's one. Both have two legs, probably two ears. I don't know. You can't recycle nicknames. <laughs> Get your own nickname. Get your own nickname. Yeah, I bet he nicknamed himself too. Probably did. Yeah. But yeah, man buns have fallen out of the trend, and that was the starting point of it. Okay. Oh, so people were listening. <laughs> I, I challenge flag or challenge flag. Okay, okay. I feel like the people who are list who are have man buns do not listen to Eminem. That's something I would agree with. And I think it seems like to me they would not be bothered that's by something that Marshall Mathers says. Felt like if they were to come across like, oh, of course he thinks that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think I, I might. Yeah. All right, first take versus take point goes to Jamie. <laughs> Both good, good answer, good answers. Yippee! <laughs> I don't know who the man bun community helped me out here, Ben. The man who, bun who community does? I think the, it's a group on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> who does the man bun community really respect? And if that person said. Yeah, man buns are out. Like Bonavere. George Kittle, probably. George Kittle. They respect him? George Kittle? I don't know. Does he have a man bun? He did. Doesn't he still? I don't know. I have no At idea. times he does. It's just not as often as he did. I know I know uh you're assuming I have the the man bun chart tracker yeah. of who in the NFL does and doesn't <laughs> at this point, but I haven't, you know. Kept up to date with that I mean, in a couple of years. Is that different than what Travis, uh, not Travis Henry, Derek Henry has? No. no his, is that his man bun? No, his, his are dreads, right? 
But then he like ties it in a ball behind his head. uh, What is that? I don't know. I wouldn't consider that man bun territory. I'm glad. I'm glad we're make. We should be the ones that society lets define lines of what is and isn't for any sort of hairstyle. I'm glad they've come to us with this. So to answer your question, I don't know if they're going away or not. I, you know, if you want to have a man bun, have a man bun. Don't feel like uh, just because some people have stopped that you can't still do it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. If you if you want it, go for it. Mm-hmm. I just, it, feel, it feels like I've noticed a downtick in that and an uptick back in the mullet again. I feel like the mullet okay. is, is once, like for like the fifth time it's coming back into style. All right, tech versus it, take question number two. If you were forced <laughs> upon your, if, if somebody forced upon you that you had to do something that was like a current trend, what would bother you the most? What would bother me? Yes. What would you not want to do the most? Um, why are run? Why are shorts getting actually shorter? <laughs> why are we doing this? <laughs> I don't understand it. Like that's the one I, and it makes me so mad. It does. I I feel really <laughs> get off my lawn when I go to like look at shorts, and I can already tell. That 95% of my legs will be showing, and they do not need to be. Like, give me back the Fab Five shorts. Why no. did those go away? I want it to my calves. <laughs> no, I just at least want it to my knee. It can be slightly above the knee, but I I don't want, like, my boxer briefs to be longer than my shorts. Why is this a thing? Yeah. There you go. I that's the one am in the community of short shorts of shorts that are you know an, an inch or so above the knee but they didn't used to be that way I used to have to touch the knee but the problem is is whenever they're doing the like inch above the knee they're not thinking of the taller people with these because it's like the same length but our legs are longer and so for us, it's like four inches above the knee. <laughs> it's so frustrating. So is this about other people or is this about you? This is about me. <laughs> but also I don't get the trend. I don't get the trend. I really enjoy it. I feel like I can move better without baggy or longer You shorts. should roll them up. No, I don't need to do that. That's a stupid. That's a, yeah. I don't get that either. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. But it just kind of depends which brand you're buying too. If you're buying like athletic... You know, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas shorts seems like they tend to be longer. If you're buying like Lulu, they're going to be shorter. They're going to be shorter because there's a more, more fashion. I, I don't. I'm not knocking Lulu. I just I don't I don't have any mm-hmm. uh, of, uh, of Lulu. Is that the appropriate like if if you if you get them you don't say Lululemon you just say Lulu for short. It's like I, Dave Matthews Band. If you're a real fan, <laughs> you just call him Dave. Dave. <laughs> I. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just too lazy to say the whole word. <laughs> it's a long word. It's kind of dorky. Lulu. Yeah. I don't know. Lulu sounds worse. Yes. I don't know why. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So the, my answer. <laughs> can we? Hey. Hey. Enough about you. This is about me. Okay. My answer. <laughs> of something that I couldn't stand. <laughs> If somebody forced a trend, current trend upon me, yeah. it's the scraggly beard. It looks so uncomfortable to me. Just wow. me personally, it just looks uncomfortable. Like, I would feel like I would be itching all the time. I felt like maybe you thought I was attacking you with short shorts, and so you so were I like, what, what, can I, what can I point out about you? No. Hey. <laughs> He lay off of my Lulus. It's like you know what you know what trend. Uh, if it was forced upon me, I wouldn't want to be is like two sixty. Like okay, <laughs> back off, bro. Again, I didn't say that it wasn't for other people. I just said I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I got it. It's got to be the high and tight with me, right? Yeah. The hair on top of my head, mm-hmm. the hair on my chin, chinny chin chin, all of that. It's got to mm-hmm. be. It's got to. I can't be flowing. Jamie really wants to be high. Tight. <laughs> Clint has flow, not above above his head, but below his chin. And there's nothing wrong with that. It really is the. Uh, I feel like I have seen a lot 
Speaking of upticks, an uptick of like hair growth commercials. And I'm like, stop it. I'm not going to. I'm going to bald beautifully. Leave me alone. Mostly beautifully. <laughs> All right, Ben, your turn. <laughs> we really doing this? Yeah, yeah, we might as well. We all partake. Part what are we partake? Afraid we're going to insult somebody? Yeah, Jamie already insulted me, so I didn't insult you. I, it was said for me. I'm just targeted. I did not say Clint looks bad with a flowing beard. I said I couldn't do it. So I'm not going to answer from an uncomfortable standpoint, <laughs> but <laughs> if you call yourself a gangster these days, dress up like gangsters back in the day with suits, ties, oh, fedoras. Yeah. Good look. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll need to change my wardrobe because I definitely call myself a gangster. Should we all wear zoot suits together? If it's going to be together, no. <laughs> What if we each get like a different colored suit, like we're the Zoot Suit Power Rangers or something? <laughs> Mountie Morphin Zoot Suits! <laughs> go, go, Zoot Suit Rangers! It's the bottom line 100.7, the score. Hey, an actual version of Take vs. Take. My version was better. When we, we didn't even award points. Back more I next. won. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Fashion East is here on the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. You know, sometimes we talk about stuff and then uh, we get to the break and we're just kind of done with the subject and then we just have like, you know, like normal conversation. Sometimes it just keeps rolling and my mm -hmm. anger towards the little shorty shorts has just been festering. So, I'm going to distract myself by asking you guys questions. In the fastest growing game show in the world, Take versus Take, a Monday edition. Jamie and Ben squaring off, putting up their dukes, old-timey punching. It's like this. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which does not seem like, oh, you're a Rock'em Sock'em. Rock'em Sock'em robot? Yeah. I don't have a very long neck, so I can't really go like a bang for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Well, you wouldn't know because of your flowing beard. It's true. That got targeted. You could be Steve Grogan right now and you wouldn't even know. You don't even know who that is. <laughs> really? Neither does Ben. Steve Grogan used to play for the Patriots. He was number 14 quarterback. And he had like this massive neck. It's really long. He's like, like a, a giraffe. giraffe. Longer than Mike Glennon's? Oh, there's, a, there's an all-time neck. Uh, yeah. In that range, yeah. Yeah. His was interesting because I felt like Mike Glennon didn't have much like width on the head either, so it's like it just kept mm -hmm. on going. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a tube from yeah. the neck to top of the head. All right, uh, Jamie, you are up first. I already have a one-zero lead, right? <laughs> no, that was fake versus Two zero. Yeah, <laughs> just keep going, keep trying. <laughs> no, it's a it's a flat score, even. Even Steven. Even Steven. Okay, Jamie, we kind of did this, uh, a variation with uh, Brennan and Josh for their own personal, what would be in the final scariest room of a haunted house, since it's haunted house season. Um, we also picked, uh, with you guys, I believe, you know, who of the Big 12 coaches would most likely be the star of a horror film, a la the murderer or monster. We're going to mix the two. Active Big 12 coach, I want you guys to take one, and they open a room to find their biggest fear. What would it be? Good. Good, good, goodness gracious. If you would like an example, I can give you one. Okay. Um... I am going to go <clears throat> Dave Aranda, and he is going to walk into a room, and all that is set up is little mannequin heads with a bunch of 80s hairband wigs.
Because he loves being bald and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Miranda, you and me soon, buddy. Same same line. People say I'm also just as monotone as him. Oh, really? Yeah. Non-enthusiastic. I like it. All right. Can you beat the Aranda Horror Room? Benjamin. I don't know if this counts because I'm kind of pattering off of it, but give me Mike Gundy, and this time he's surrounded by mannequins with military cuts because he <laughs> loves his mullets. Dressed up in Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, you name it, uniforms. Hmm. Good answers. You know, Gundy's cleaned up a little bit or trimmed it up a little bit. He has. Um, for some reason, Aranda hasn't grown it back out. So I will give the point closely to Jamie. Uh, a one. It's interesting. My two examples, one of them was very similar to that because I was going to be, you know, self-deprecating and say Bill Self walking into a room and there's just a mirror and it's him actually bald. Ooh. So, yeah. No Somebody bad. on the chat line, really good answer here, says Matt Campbell in a room full of flat build hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really good answer. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, my also, other one was going to be like Steve Sarkeesian walks in just a room full of three stars or something. Uh, okay, Ben. Or, <clears throat> or a room full of alcohol. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> ben, you're down one to nothing. It is Halloween tomorrow, so I want you to take a Raymar talent, and you get to pick out what their Halloween costume is. So for my take, give me hacks. As Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. I'm gonna wreck it! Get out of the uh, dra dragging charger. Uh, okay. Can you beat Hacks as Wreck-It Hacks? I'm gonna go Heinz Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Dang it! Come on! I like it. Yeah, yeah, give me Chucky Fudd. What does that sound terrible? Does that sound bad? <laughs> Elmer Hines. Yeah. <laughs> Elmer Hines sounds distinguished. <laughs> Chucky Fudd sounds like sounds like, like I'm a... about to say a curse word. <laughs> or he's your no, he's it's... little he's little croutons opener. Or like the guy that comes in for like the chorus. <laughs> All right, Jamie has the win, but he's going for the sweep. If Halloween had an Easter Bunny type mascot, what would it be? Um, it would be the Grim Reaper. Okay, pulling double duty. Oh, Grim. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You just can't go wrong with Michael Jackson in his thriller jacket, either in werewolf mode or zombie mode. Okay. Alright. I think zombie mode. Yeah, zombie. Yeah. Yeah. I like the I like the thriller Michael Jackson. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh like make sure to that, leave out like your... has the moves, right? right? And can moonwalk and all that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> in like instead of like leaving out like milk and cookies for Santa, you like leave out sparkled gloves. Oh sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right, Ben avoids the sweep. Well done, but Jamie, congratulations to you. Today's Big take day. versus take winner. Moe, you're uh, starting the week off on a high, right? Flying high, man. No one will be able to bring you down this week. Just, Nobody. If you ever get low, you can look back on mm -hmm. today's take versus take win. Mm -hmm. uh, so does that mean I don't have to play it the rest of the week? That's not that's not how the prize works. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, that should be a rule. If you win, then you're exempt for the rest of the week. No, but you, I know you're joking. But as you know, <laughs> your competitive spirit, you'd want to come back to protect your no, title. I have no spirit. You come... <laughs> <laughs> the high and tight spirit. 
wants to protect his title. Put it on the line. <clears throat> when I die and there's a ghost, I mean, that spirit is going to be like the most boring one ever. Boo. Get out of here. Hey. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, stop sleeping on the couch. Get up. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Do where is my drink that is blue? Give me my ketchup like I asked for. Don't disrespect my Lulu. <laughs> <clears throat> hey man, I know, I know I'm a ghost, but I have these uh, sticky hands. Can you give me a fork or something? <laughs> I think I would be okay with that type of ghost. You would? I think yeah, I think that'd be really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the just chill with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just hang out. You wouldn't get up and run out of the room or anything. No, I, w- I wouldn't like. <clears throat> You'd be, be like, oh, you again. I wouldn't be calling like a, an exorcist or something. Mm-hmm. You could ask him questions about the other side. Yeah, I feel like he would answer. Like oh, I don't care. It's mm-hmm. like you know, there's rules against this, but nah, who cares? Yeah. What are they gonna do to me? I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. You think my ghost will be cooler than my real life person? I think if you're a ghost that's contacting anybody, you're just cooler than whatever your original form was anyways, Mm -hmm. right? But do you think my ghost will actually want to contact anyone? (laughs) If if there's anyone here, let your presence know. No. (laughs) Pass. It's like uh, the message plays back. Oh, it's saying get out. What's it saying? Oh, no, seriously, get out. (laughs) I don't want to talk. This is about 100.7 the score. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 the score. It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, all of that. Welcome there. You can uh, answer take versus take questions. You can answer the upcoming question of the day. Uh, All that is welcome there. 6.30 tonight over on Double T97.3, Game 3 of the World Series. Rangers at Diamondbacks tonight. Series will go to Arizona uh, for the next three. High School Fan Zone, 7 o'clock here on 100.7 The Score with Garrett Luft as coaches from Coronado and Estacado. I will join him in the First United Bank studio. Coronado is at 7. Estacado is at 7.30. Uh, not just too many more shows with a lot of the football coaches there. Hopefully, you know, we'll have some of our from our program that will just keep going and be on mm-hmm. from a playoff run. Uh, but regardless, not just a, a ton of football shows left for Garrett left or Tommy Wood. That's right. So Then they get to talk basketball. So yeah. Or volleyball or whatever else goes on in the winter. Wrestling. 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 It's good. Yeah. Uh, Raiders are at Lions tonight too after that at 8 o'clock. Monday night football. Dun, 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 dun. Go Detroit. All right. Time for a question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Something, you know, usually on every couple of Mondays, I feel like we've had the, you know, how do you feel about Texas Tech following, you know, the win or following the loss? It feels like we've typically asked that question following a loss. You know, and how do you feel about the Red Raiders season? Well, I want to do the Big 12 angle now. Uh, of course, Texas Tech coming off a bye week, facing TCU on Thursday. Um, but now that it feels like the conference has really just been punched wide open after Oklahoma loses on Saturday, now who do you think is in the Big 12 championship and who is your Big 12 winner? <clears throat> I said this morning, I think you have two games this weekend that are semifinal games. Uh, I think Kansas State and Texas is a semifinal game. I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State is a semifinal game. 
So that's a great way to look at it. It really is. Thanks, Clint. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. So uh, you're gonna I'm, be a really exciting ghost one day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Oklahoma and Kansas State. Okay. Yeah. Who wins? Kansas State. Interesting. John Ben Jovi. Well, the end of the bench was talking about this earlier. They were Who? sharing the same. Who? Who? <laughs> Never heard uh, of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> five teams in the Big 12 are all four and one after that OU loss. Yeah, and two more teams that are just one game behind them. So, I mean, mm-hmm. super fun. They got seven teams within one game. That's pretty cool. I'm. We'll, we'll get to this. A little bit later on, but I can't tell you how excited I am uh, this week in the Big 12 because it feels like the exact opposite of the Big 12 week you just had. Sorry. Go ahead, Ben. You're good. Um, to answer your question, I'm going to go with Texas and Kansas State with Kansas State defending their title from last year. It's funny. We're all on the Kansas State winning mm-hmm. it, which... It's funny because Kansas State, again, it just feels like a typical Kansas State season where they looked at times like a mess at the start. And, and now, I mean, why do we always rolling. have to kickstart things for them? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like a, a ramp. That's, that's terrible. Springboard. Yeah. And, and they're playing, I think they're playing the best football in the conference right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like they're they're not going to slow down anytime soon. Yeah, Houston um, didn't slow them down anytime. Oh man, yeah, I uh, which we'll do our our blind projections, blind projections, <laughs> like that from last week. Our blind projections review tomorrow. Um, but I can go ahead and tell you, I missed the Houston point. I didn't think they'd win it, but I thought they would cover in the spread, and they just got and 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 in a game like that where you just get toasted, like forty points. And you just don't do anything offensively. You would think that there was just a ton of turnovers from the Cougars, but I think just two. And still, I mean, you don't want to have two turnovers, but you would think, like, or at least I did, was going, man, they must have, you know, picked off Donovan Smith three or four times or just a bunch of fumbles or something mm-hmm. like they just They just dominated Houston. And Houston's not, I'm not trying to say Houston is suddenly some great team in the Big 12. But offensively, they've certainly shown life, and especially coming off the week where they were a sniff away from upsetting Texas at home, it felt like they've kind of found something uh, to be effective in Kansas State, just back-to-back weeks of just ter- Really, I mean, start with the TCU game where they tore them up. I, I'm, I'm back on them, un- <laughs> unfortunately for me, back on them winning the conference, and I'm, I'm with you. I still think... Uh, Oklahoma makes that Big 12 championship game, but the uh, the semifinalist angle feels about right. Let us know what you think on the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'm glad you guys agree with me on that one. Well, he didn't agree fully. Oh, that's right. He said he said Texas and Kansas stay in the title game. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we all have the uh, Wildcats as a uh, Winners. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, sometimes in baseball you run into a guy having a career day on the mound. Just got to tip your cap and move on. That's just how baseball goes. Yeah, that's true. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck also played paparazzi last Thursday. He's always the photographer guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking for lighting and things like that, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now give me a pouty face. Uh, this on the chat line. What happened to the Lady Raiders Saturday? Well, I think um, number one, the help me out with the girl from Florida, who's expected to be your probably oh, uh, one of your go-to there. Um, oh, her name is escaped me. She didn't play mm-hmm. concussion protocol, and then Bailey Maupin just had a really bad day shooting the ball. I think she was over nine from the floor, which you don't expect it to have happen very much. I will say this now, because what, Northern Arizona? Sure. Um, 
you know, that's an, uh, obviously an opponent that you would like to just, whether it's an exhibition or a regular season game or a tournament game, that you would expect to just, you know, beat the brakes off. Mm-hmm. Still an exhibition game, but I can see why you're going to, you, you lost a game to that team? So I, I would say this, you know, whatever your expectations are for Lady Raider basketball, don't put just a huge amount of stock in a disappointing exhibition game outing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. And on the other side, right, if you're, if you're the men's team, which, by the way, looked like it had a great turnout over there in the super pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there's a lot of fans over there, so it's sure. nice that they had that neutral side to go see. Um, much that I would still say that, like, you know, you, you beat Texas A&M, shouldn't get, you know, pull just a, a huge amount away from an exhibition game. But on the other side, I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth because you did so many good things against Texas A&M. Yeah. So many good things. Especially shooting the ball. Yes, and that was something I would say is a worry about this team is who who's going to – Who's going to be able to shoot it? And now it helps whenever Pop Isaacs hits six on his own. And that's kind of the guy that we knew would, you know, figured would lead the clubhouse in that department. Sure. Um, but as a team, you had a really good shooting day from outside. It, it looked like, you know, as, as much as there was some worry with McCaston, it was like this uh, kind of slowed down pace offensively. He said he wants to run with it, and it looks like they did. Um, turned over A&M a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um you know who I'm I'm really excited and interested in watching this year as a Red Raider is Devin Cambridge. Supposedly a great defensive player, but he played well offensively in this game. Yes, an athletic, mm-hmm. uh, longer guy. Feels like he, he's going to fit what McCaslin has scheme-wise perfectly. An experienced guy. He's been to the tournament. Um, so as much as you still shouldn't go, okay, we're going to beat everybody because we beat Texas A&M. <laughs> Out of the other side of my mouth is like you did a lot of really good things that you should be just really excited about. To mm-hmm. be honest, yeah, a, I definitely am. Positive sign. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from One Hundred Point Seven The Score. Welcome back. Got us on One Hundred Point Seven The Score. And 107thescore.com, Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman behind the glass taking care of us. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. So a little bit more to uh, catch up on. We'll do that here momentarily. Uh, Jamie, I'm just curious, your, your thoughts on the rest of the Big 12 weekend. And I did want to get into this too. So this is a kind of perfect segue into it you know as as we entered this past weekend not a dud feels like a you know poor poor wording but it felt like there were some really uneven matchups in the big 12 in the big 12 um i mean oklahoma and kansas was by default, the standout game. I mean, it was you know big noon kickoff, all that felt like didn't didn't think it was going to be a great one, and it turned out to be a really entertaining game. Yeah, and and then the rest of it was kind of true to form, at least how I think most of us expected it. Maybe maybe not the exact scores or anything like that, but it just wasn't like a. a I just had my bunch mind. of close games or the U- upsets. The UCF was going to get a dub. Yeah, and guess what? For UCF and Cincinnati, both still looking for a Big 12 win. One of them will get it this week. Gosh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like like Texas and BYU, Yeah. even with Malik Murphy, I, I just felt like that was going to be domination, and, mm-hmm. it, and it was. Um, I thought Kansas State would beat Houston. Again, maybe not to the tune of 41 to nothing, but that game was never in question. West Virginia just kept on, or I should say John Rice Plumley kept turning the ball over. And that was close for a little while, and then the second. It was, like it was one of the examples of it was close till it wasn't. And and then Iowa State and Baylor, that game, well, that was ugly. Ugly. Ugly and boring. Um, but Iowa yeah. State, I mean, keeps on getting a win. And then Oklahoma is, State just destroyed Cincinnati in the second half. 
Is Dave Aranda in any kind of trouble? So he just got a new contract last year, year before. Well, surely he wouldn't have gotten it after last year. Not or not after yeah. last, going into last year. Excuse yeah. me. Um, and so I guess you know that would play a that factor into looks... it. But if you're, I mean, on any sort of position of power over there at Baylor, what's what's the upside right now? Just looks really bad. Yeah, like what? Yeah. What's the like plan there? Because it just doesn't seem like there is one. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're recruiting at a super high level either. Um, it just seems like, hey, you got that Big Twelve championship. Welcome to five win seasons. Been rough. Been rough the last couple of years. And I wonder, you know, if there is a way, you know, whatever that number is, to like buy out the contract, which I'm sure it's huge and i know that that plays a factor into it you just still have to think he's on some sort of hot seat or like hey like dave you need to get it together to some extent or we don't really care what the number is if we want to stay competitive we're going to make a change Mm -hmm. because and 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 like i wonder with the the shifting of a new big 12 i feel like in some of these decisions with a coach that that i thought about this with or i thought this with neil brown which he certainly played his way out of the hot seat or at least coached his way. Um, And then with, like, Matt Campbell, too, who has coached his way out of the hot seat, um, I wonder how much of a factor that is as you're trying to find footing in a new Big 12 and you're trying to establish whatever that, like, totem pole is. If you're watching your program going into it, actively fall behind, Mm -hmm. like, does that play a factor with it? Whether there's a buyout or not, Mm -hmm. you know? Or a big buyout, I should say. Yeah. Should? Yeah, I think it should. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're if you're Cincinnati, I mean, you just hired Satterfield. He's in his first year, so you're not going to make a change sure. there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one to, like, keep an eye on. Although, even though they're 3-5 and five and coming off a 41 to nothing loss, I still think that they have shown some form of life. I thought, like, well, what about Dana Holgerson with Houston? Feels like that's a done deal. You think he's gone? Yes. I mean, if they lose the rest of the way out, yeah. Um, I think he's. I think he's done. He's. He's the leader in the clubhouse, then, for you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's probably true. Um, you know, BYU has played better than expected. So, like, Sataki's not going to be there. Gus Malzahn, I don't care how bad it is in year one, he's built up a ton of equity there at UCF. Sure. It would have to be a couple of really bad years there. Um, and then even on the other side, like, of teams that are coming in, you're not getting, getting rid of Dion, and he's just started there on top of it, even if it wasn't Dion and it wasn't the kind of clown show or whatever you want to call it, um, social media fest. You weren't making a change after year one coming into it. Mm-hmm. Just like Arizona State and Arizona aren't, although things are going really well at Arizona this year, surprisingly. A couple of new faces. And then Whittingham has been there forever at Utah, and they've had a ton of success. Um, and it seems like they're just going to come in and compete day one. So you Man, won't, you won't really Utah get a sign weekend? of that. No, oh, well, I think they ran into one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. So... I guess the the one that would be the example of the hey is the the changing of the Big Twelve going to affect decisions would be Aranda mm-hmm. to me, or if you want to say it fancy Aranda. I don't want to say it fancy. Aranda, it's like a monocle. Probably plays polo, the horse kind, polo. not the Marco kind. Mm. Probably has a man bun. <laughs> Used to. <laughs> now it's shiny. Smooth. <laughs> this I, I was really surprised at how bad Baylor looked this weekend. Yeah. Well, okay. So and remember, so, they're coming off a road win. Yeah, over Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Over Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. That's yeah. fair. So the the other side of that, though, what I what I think, and to that point, what I think is interesting about this week, as uneven as last weekend felt. Mm-hmm. This might be the most competitive 
we like top to bottom matchups we've seen in the Big 12. I mean, you start out with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, and that feels like, like you said, a, a, a semifinal game mm-hmm. for the playoff. Same thing with Kansas State and Texas. Mm-hmm. Same boat there. But then on the other side, you have Kansas and Iowa State, who are trying to keep pace. Feels like they would be in about the same spot from a conference perspective with either one with the win. And then you go to the bottom end, like UCF and Cincinnati, they're mm-hmm. both trying to pick up a conference win. Um, and then Houston and Baylor, they're sitting exactly three and five. And Why are you skipping Tech and TCU? Speaking of, I wasn't. I was going to come back to it. Okay. Speaking of the hot seat talk, like one coach is going to feel a lot better after a win. Sure. There. And then even with like BYU and West Virginia, winner walks out of their bowl eligible. By the way, what I was going to circle back to, you have a Thursday night matchup. <laughs> Remember when I said impatience is a sign of immaturity? Yeah. Immature Jamie. Mm. Goodness. Mm. <laughs> no, you have a TCU and a Texas Tech team where I think it is extra important, as probably everyone does, to get these in-state matchups. Yep, sure. Texas Tech and TCU are both coming off very disappointing showings. Very disappointing uh, seasons up to this point. Yeah, sure. I mean, it feels like they are it feels like every matchup both teams looking across from each other are if they're not in the exact same boat or at mm-hmm. least in like boats right beside each other at the harbor. Like, "Oh, you got a yacht too?" I got a yacht. Or like, "Oh, your dinghy also oh, has holes got, in it?" Yeah. <laughs> you also in a paddle boat? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you got a leak bucket too. Yeah, we got a leak bucket. We're just shoveling water out. What are the Red Raiders and the Horned Frogs in? Goodness. Oh. I feel like the the leaky boat trying to put corks in it feels about <laughs> right. <laughs> trying to fill it with paper towels. <laughs> They're doing the old like cartoon <laughs> one thing. Trying to put like <laughs> trying to plug it up with their hands like I only have so many hands. <sighs> so disappointing. Thanks, Clint. Aren't you glad I circled back to it? I'm glad you circled back. Yeah. Our uh, 24 hours of live radio not sounding so much <laughs> so much fun as it did at the start of the year. <laughs> this was going to be the one. Uh, uh. So that's uh, not happening. Sometimes the best decisions are those that are not made. Yeah, it's on a t-shirt over at Clint's t-shirt. Is it? Yeah, it's the okay. bottom line, 100.7, the score. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.